The research is in for developing brains. Marijuana is dangerous. It can cause the brain to not develop in an adolescent at the rate that it's supposed to. It can actually interfere with the normal development. Now that's that's for uh, adolescents up until the teenage years. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the latest edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. I'm Justin Hall. Over the course of this podcast, we have discussed the issues facing South Carolina and the nation, such as the foster care and adoptive crisis in our state, the chaos on our southern border, and we want to thank Congressman Ralph Norman for joining us for that discussion. And we've also delved deep into the issue of critical race theory that became the focal point of the governor's race in Virginia just last week. In fact, our most recent episode, the woke left's post-VA tantrum, absolutely took off upon release and became our most successful show on the day of its release. And that is all because of you guys who listen. So continue to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. We believe we've earned it. And a review that's going to help us get seen by more and more folks on the podcast page. And of course, share this podcast with your friends and family. I can promise you that the issues that we're discussing will come up in the kitchen or at the table at your Thanksgiving meal. So make sure you have this podcast and all the information you need when you're heading into that Thanksgiving dinner. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss one of the issues that is pressing and is going to take up about a third of the South Carolina session of the Senate come January, and that is um, the issue of medical marijuana. But first, Mitch, obviously, we have a big event coming up on Thursday morning. Yeah, Justin, I am so excited about the Gospel Changes Everything Tour. We've been in Five cities so far across the state of South Carolina. We've got a big event coming up in Blythewood at Village Church this coming Thursday from 11 to 1. If you have not yet registered for the Gospel Changes Everything Tour and you'd like to come to our Blythewood, our Conway, or our Camden event coming up throughout the remainder of this and in Beaufort, we're going to be in Beaufort, you can text GOSPEL, that's G-O-S-P-E-L, to 76076 to find out more and register today for the Gospel Changes Everything Tour event in a city or church near you. But Justin, the thing I'm most excited about today is who's in our studio as our guest. I shouldn't say guest. He's more than just a guest. He's the director of uh, public policy for the Southern Baptist Convention, which is in town. South Carolina Baptist Convention. South Carolina Baptist Convention, which is in town uh, this week. He is also at North Greenville University. Director of Church and Community Engagement and Public Affairs. And he is the chairman of the board here at Palmetto Family Council, Dr. Tony Beam. So great to have you in studio today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Appreciate you guys having me over. Yes, sir. So we're going to jump right into what Justin was talking about a couple minutes ago in regard to medical marijuana. Now, there's a lot going on with this, not just politically, but I think there's a lot going on pardon the pun here, but in the grassroots as well, what's happening across the state. Tell us a little bit more about what is happening across the state of South Carolina in regards to not just medical marijuana, but the spread, the prolific spread of marijuana as a a whole. Right. Well, I appreciate that very much, Mitch. And it's an honor uh, for me as the uh, Director of Public Policy for the South Carolina Baptist Convention to be partnered with Palmetto Family even though I do serve as chairman of the board, doing these uh, Gospel Changes Everything Tour events. Uh, because uh, the, obviously we're, we work together at the State House uh, to stand for conservative values. And medical marijuana is really an oxymoron. Um, it's called the Compassionate Care Act mm-hmm. because it's being billed as something that will alleviate pain and suffering 
in people that don't really have the opportunity to find uh, alleviation of pain in any other way. Um, what, one of the things that's happening, you ask about across the state, they did a survey um, back, what, maybe a year a year ago or so. Yes, sir. I think it was Winthrop University. And they came up with this survey saying that 77% of people in South Carolina were in favor of medical marijuana. The problem with that survey is that people tend to think medical marijuana means, first of all, they think it exists. And in the second place, they think it means that a doctor is going to prescribe it and that a pharmacy is going to dispense it and that a person is going to receive it in a way that is has the same regimen that you would take your blood pressure medicine or some other medication. And that's just not the case. In fact, uh, marijuana is a narcotic. It is against the law still um, in South Carolina. Uh, it is an opioid. It is a form of an, of an opioid. Um, it is an addictive chemical, and it has not been approved by the FDA for uh, being used for medical or medicinal purposes. THC, which is a component of marijuana, the marijuana plant, the cannabis plant, has been approved for pain relief. And there are a couple of medications out there that a doctor can prescribe that contains THC for controlling pain. Uh, but there is no there is no such thing as medical marijuana. This is something that if this passes in the Senate, uh, it's already passed the House. If it passes in the Senate, this is going to, or is that right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, it's, that's right. Um, that it will, um, it, it, DHEC is going to be the agency that's going to determine the cards that will be issued for people to get, uh, think, up to two ounces of marijuana that they can vape. Now, for some reason, the wisdom of the, of the legislature says, well, if they don't smoke marijuana, it's not the same thing. If they vape it, that's somehow going to lessen its effect. Which is actually more dangerous. It's actually more dangerous. It works faster. Um, in fact, back in the day when people were smoking marijuana recreationally, um, they would want to, they would try to get a water pipe mm -hmm. to smoke marijuana to filter it through the vapor so that and this is before vaping became a thing became a thing because that would allow the uh the the portions of marijuana that causes the high the intoxicants to get into the bloodstream faster and it sort of upped the intensity of it so this you know this idea that somehow vaping is going to make it better it actually makes it worse plus the fact that the marijuana that's available on the market today is up to five times more potent than the marijuana that was smoked uh, back in the 60s and 70s when people tend to think about cheech and chong mm -hmm. and smoking marijuana i mean it's five it's it's way more potent exponentially so, exponentially Absolutely. yes and so that makes it more dangerous uh, there's no question the research is in for developing brains marijuana is dangerous it can cause a um, or, or, or not, it can cause the brain to not develop in an adolescent at the rate that it's supposed to. It can actually interfere with the normal development. Now, that's that's for uh, adolescents up until the teenage years. There there isn't really any evidence that it it affects the brain in that way for adults, for people over the age of twenty one. But marijuana smoke contains. Um, elements that are cancer causing in the same way that tobacco 
uh, contains elements that can cause cancer. And so that's being completely ignored by people who say that marijuana is some type of pathway to people being able to get out of pain. Look, we're no one at Palmetto Family, no one at the South Carolina Baptist Convention wants to see anybody suffer. But the truth is that addiction to uh, something like marijuana is not a pathway to to the ultimately to the relief of pain and can actually lead to more ser- serious health conditions. It's not something that we need in South Carolina. One of the things that we've talked about several times is the fact, and and this was something that was said. I was in Dare when I was a kid, drug and alcohol, right. the the Nancy Reagan campaign. Um, one of the things that's been talked about a lot in regard to medicinal or recreational use of marijuana is the fact it's been stated over and over again that it is a gateway drug right so talk to us a little bit more about what that looks like for the average person well if you talk to people we've had people come and give testimony in subcommittee meetings in the house and the senate about marijuana and the medicinal effects and how it's relieved pain but the thing is we haven't had people come and we could and we should Mm -hmm. get people who are in rehab who will give testimony to the fact that marijuana was where they started they ended up hooked on heroin or cocaine Mm -hmm. had their lives destroyed their livelihoods lost because of addiction to much stronger drug marijuana is a gate way drug sled will tell you that the south carolina law enforcement division has a lot of statistics that bear this out south carolina law enforcement division is totally opposed to this bill Mm -hmm. as is the south carolina medical association as is many sheriffs across south carolina the sheriff's association in south carolina people that deal what's interesting is that in the medical community and in the law enforcement community where marijuana is likely to have its great greatest impact the use of marijuana at all those two communities see the destructive nature of it and they're both opposed to this becoming medical marijuana being approved you talk about it being addictive i think one of the things that it's important for people to understand is if dhec regulates this and they give you a cute little green card or something like two ounces whatever two ounces is kind of a joke and then you vape through that almost said smoke through that or whatever you do if you i I don't care however you you consume it however you consume through that you're going to want more at the end of the month absolutely just as with any drug because it is habit forming it is addictive well the problem then is if you need more and can't get more where are you going to go you're going to go to the street pharmacist or you're going to go to grandma's cabinet where you're going to get Right. The next thing, and another opioid. And now we're seeing these kids who are having these, what they're calling farm parties, P-H-A-R-M, pharmacy parties, where they put all of grandma's pills in a bowl, and then they just pick at random. The pretty ones, they eat those. Right. And a lot of kids are accidentally overdosing. Right. Because they don't even know what they're taking. They have no idea. Well, and that's that's a great point, Mitch. Marijuana is a gateway drug to all of that. Yes. Because once we begin to treat marijuana as if it's it's nothing, then it can certainly lead to the kind of abuses that you're talking about. Um, you know, here's the thing: people talk about marijuana and they say, "Well, you know, um, the it it's it it does intoxicate to some degree, but the high is different from say what you would get from drinking alcohol." Here, here's the thing about that. Uh, I've talked about this with a lot of people. You know, I'm not a proponent of alcohol consumption, Mm -hmm. but I will say that it's possible to have a glass of wine with dinner 
if you're having a dinner and over the course of that dinner you have a glass of wine, you can not become intoxicated. Sure. It's possible to drink a beer over the course of a football game while you're eating chips or whatever and not become intoxicated. You can't smoke a joint and not get high because the whole purpose of marijuana is to get high. And for believers, the Bible is very clear about what it means to be intoxicated. We're not to allow our minds to come under the influence or in, of an intoxicating drug. And I know people would say, well, what about pain medicine, painkillers? Well, that's different. Pain medication deadens the senses in order to stop the pain receptacles so that you uh, experience some relief from the pain. Marijuana doesn't work that way. It actually heightens the senses. It puts you in an altered state of mind. And that's something that the Bible says we should never do. I have people tell me that Genesis 1.29 says that that says that marijuana should be used for anything that anybody wants to, because here's the verse. Genesis 1.29 says, God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. Okay. First of all, Genesis 1 comes before Genesis 3. Genesis 3 talks about the fall. That's when creation itself was affected. That is, not only do we become sinners in our rebellion, but also all of creation, according to Romans chapter 8, groans in anticipation of the coming redemption. And so we see the fallen nature in everything that God has created. Now, and, and, and particularly as it comes to our sin nature, something that is an intoxicant is going to be enticing to the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause us to want to gravitate in that direction. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see anybody making the argument about poison oak uh, <laughs> that every good plant from the field is given by God and is good for p- food. You don't see them rubbing it on their body and saying, "Boy, this feels good." Nor do they uh, eat poison berries. I mean, come on. We, we need to have a little bit of, of common sense when we look at the Scripture. God's Word gives us guidelines about how to live, and one of those guidelines is clearly not to become under the influence of an intoxicant. By the way, you were talking about gateway. Let me just say this. In the same way that, that marijuana is a gateway drug to harsher opioids that can lead to addiction that can be life-threatening, the, the medical marijuana is a gateway drug to marijuana that is legalized and recreational in South Carolina. In this bill, it talks about 15 distribution centers. We, we, why would we need 15 distribution centers in a state the size of South Carolina that has a population of around 5 million when the state of Florida has four times that population? They have eight distribution centers, and they're talking about the possibility of closing three of those. So what you can clearly see in this legislation, no matter what people say about it, it is an an open door to the possibility of recreational marijuana. Now, if you want to see what recreational marijuana does to a state, take a look at Colorado. Take a look at the driving under the influence accidents, the number of people ending up in the emergency room, the the effect that it's having, that recreational marijuana is having on that culture in the state of Colorado. It's all negative. There's nothing good to talk about. We don't need this in South Carolina. Chief Mark Keel of the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division 
better known as SLED, actually wrote an article about this in the Palmetto Family Matters magazine that you can get your hands on right now just by texting guardrails to 76076. That is a shameless plug, and I am not afraid to use it. Good job, Justin. He said in the magazine, this is a quote here, I'm going to pull it, rather, some in the General Assembly are attempting to legislate around the FDA approval process by creating a complex scheme to cultivate, process, and dispense marijuana that still violates federal law. This bill also ultimately allows people to eat or ingest marijuana that has never been tested or had any legitimate medical review. This is a truly dangerous proposition, and perhaps this is why 77% of South Carolinians in a 2016 Winthrop poll said marijuana should be regulated by the FDA. Now, we're here with Dr. Beam, of course, and, and we've been talking about medical marijuana. You mentioned the distribution sites, and so that's where I want to go to next when it comes to this issue coming before the South Carolina Senate in January. This is going to take up a lot of time, and many people will posit that it is because this is going to be a major moneymaker for the state, thus the need for so many distribution centers and this, that, and the other. So why is it going to take up so much time? In the Senate when it comes to these senators trying to come to a consensus on whether to pass or vote down the bill? Well, I think, I, I honestly believe that the money-making capacity of this particular bill is limited. I think that the distribution centers and all of the elements of the bill that appear to, to me to be set up for recreational use is where the state is going to make its money. Uh, they're not going to make a lot of money off of medical marijuana. They will make a ton of money off the taxation of legalized marijuana uh, if it becomes a rec- use for recreational purposes. And I, I, I'm just, you know, I don't think we want to be in a state where we go to the uh, we, we, you know, the the traditional feed and seed store, and it becomes yep. the weed feed and seed store. Right. Or, we, you know, we find, just as we do in Colorado now, um, even gas stations are selling marijuana. It's available recreationally in the same way that you'd run on into South Carolina and pick up a pack of cigarettes. Right. So that that is not the direction that we need to, do, to go for our state. We've got a great place to live here in South Carolina. We should be thankful for the culture that we live in. It's a great place to raise a family having a bunch of people running around high on a narcotic is not a great look well we've did i did some research a couple of weeks ago and actually put together some maps on the progression of medical marijuana across the country what was interesting about putting that together you start to see this begin to happen you see it in in california oregon washington and then a little bit in the northeast and all of a sudden it just spread across the country like you wouldn't believe. And naturally, it didn't stop with just approval of medical marijuana. Now we're right. seeing states, we're seeing states pass it right to recreational, skipping medicinal first. Right. Colorado is legalized about every drug under the sun at this point. And people say the economic impact is positive. Well, you look at certain states that have done this, they receive a two or three year pop, for lack of a better term, in terms of taxpayer dollars. But that evens out very quickly. In a place like Colorado, I think it was higher than than normal because, well, Colorado, but it drops so quickly. And now, once that happens, there's no economic benefit, then there's really no benefit that you can point to, and all you have are the negative. 
Yeah, and the negatives are significant. I mean, when you look at fatalities for uh, people who are driving under the influence, when you look at trips to the emergency room, when you look at people's lives who are destroyed, that they end up on public assistance because of the issues that are caused by drug addiction. Uh, homelessness is a big problem, and, and drug addiction is a big contributor to homelessness. So all of these things that the state and the taxpayer ends up paying for are on the downside of marijuana use and marijuana use becoming widespread. There's no doubt about it. In fact, uh, I heard a quote, and I think, Dr. Beam, you were in the meeting as well, where the senator, the Colorado senator who originally proposed medicinal use and then later encouraged and, and, and moved toward recreational use, he said that, and I'm not quoting here, but the gist of his quote was, the single greatest mistake he has made in his life, not in his legislative career, but his life was pushing for medicinal marijuana use in right. Colorado. Getting it started. Yeah, and, and that's just significant. And it's led to turmoil in his in his personal life. It led to uh, turmoil in his uh, professional career. I think it's important and worth noting that for a man who was 100% behind this, he put his name on this Right. just less than a decade ago, now says, don't do it. Don't do it. And I think it's important if we want to exhibit wisdom here in the Palmetto State, it's important for us. You've heard the old adage, uh, experience is a cruel teacher. Let's learn from the experience of others. Well, that's actually how we're supposed to do this in the United States. Yes. Um, federalism yep. works that way. Yep. States try things, and we learn how they work by what the states do. It just makes and, sense. And it, it does make yeah. sense. And so as we look at these states, we should learn that ma medical mar marijuana is not the right thing for South Carolina. I'm looking at a, at a website, uh, DISA.com. This has been updated this month. We're eight days in. It's been updated this month. There are only four states in our union where marijuana is fully illegal according to this map and that would be idaho wyoming tennessee south carolina right the natural inclination of a lot of folks to say well if everybody else is it's it's just like it's just like you're in high school again everybody else is doing it right the, it's everyone else is doing this everyone has some sort of law on the books a lot of the states are still it's mixed medicinals yes or it's been decriminalized those terms but then you have full-blown states washington oregon california nevada arizona new mexico colorado montana illinois michigan virginia new york new jersey massachusetts connecticut vermont maine are all just let's have fun with it because it doesn't stop with medical marijuana. In other words, we have to be discerning as believers yes, about about anything. Good things um, can be can turn into bad things if we treat them in a way that is unbiblical. Um, there are benefits. There are many plants, um, cannabis included that have elements that can be beneficial. We should reap those elements. We should have them available. The, t the medications, the two medications that are available that contain THC the, that are FDA approved so that a doctor can look at this and say, you need to take two of these every day for this length of time under this supervision 
instead of just giving people a, a green card to go smoke marijuana or vape marijuana. Um, you know, the, there is a reasonable use of the gifts and plants that God has given us, but our sinful nature is always going to lean toward the use that does something to us that brings pleasure to to us and, and that, that can be addictive. Um, we, we have to overcome the sin nature and walk in the light and the truth of God's word. We've, we've discussed a lot of different topics that are subtopics of the major issue that is uh, medical marijuana, again, that's going to be coming to the floor of the South Carolina Senate in January when the session starts. And we can pretty well forecast it's going to take up quite a bit of time. How can, Mitch, how can folks who are listening to this right now, how can they get involved and make a difference when it comes to this legislation? That's a great question, Justin. And I'm going to defer to Dr. Beam. I think it's important if you've listened to Palmetto Family Matters podcast, where we're shaping the Palmetto State from a biblical worldview. If you've listened to anything we've done, if you've read our magazine, by the way, I encourage you to get it, or you've visited our website, or you've heard us speak, you'll notice a formulaic approach. We want to share the issue with you. We want to tell you what the Bible says, how you can form a biblical worldview, and then what you can do about it. So that's where we are right now. Dr. Beam, what can the listeners of Palmetto Family Matters right now, driving down the road, what can they do about this? Well, you have to contact your senators. I mean, that's where this bill is. It's going to live or die in the South Carolina Senate. Now, it's possible. I mean, the the governor will have to make a decision about whether to sign it or not if it does pass the Senate. But that's the next step. Where we can stop it right now is you need to find out who your senator is Mm -hmm. and you need to contact them and tell them how you feel about this. Now, here's how you can find out your senator. Get the Palmetto Family app because in the Palmetto Family app, when you download that, you'll find the South Carolina legislature. You can click on that. You can watch subcommittee hearings. You can track bills. You can find out who your senator is. If you click on the Senate, it'll tell you. You you can find out your district. You can put in your address. It'll tell you who to contact. And listen, if don't just send them an email. Write them a letter. Find, call their office. Leave a message. Ask for them to call you back because the deeper you go in your attempt to contact them, the more impact it has on your senator. In fact, if you've got time, come to Columbia, come while the Senate is in session and ask to see your senator. Go to their office. Find out. You can find that from the app as well. Go find their office. The Senate offices are in the Gresset building, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Okay, so that's just go there and make an appointment or stop by and say, I came, leave a note. That's another thing. You go to see your senator, you leave a card, you leave a handwritten note that says, Senator, please, we don't need medical marijuana in South Carolina. Um, it can have a tremendous impact if they hear from you. And, and I'm just going to tell you straight up, if they don't hear from you, this is going to pass. We're going to live with this if we don't have people who are willing to stand up and say no. South Carolinians, you have a voice. Those of you listening right now with your ears, you have a voice. Use your voice for what matters. This matters. In fact, Palmetto family matters. And what we're doing to make sure that South Carolina is a state where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished, we want you to be the reflectors on the guardrail, sharing the light and love of Jesus everywhere you go. Yeah, and I'm going to do a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> yes. Also, it, to, you need the Palmetto Family app. You should get the magazine. You should be in contact with Palmetto Family. 
Uh, I would also encourage you to listen to Christian Worldview with Tony and Austin. You can do that at hisradiotalk.com where it's streaming live. It's on every morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. We talk about state national, local issues from a biblical worldview. You can also download our podcast. You can find it anywhere podcasts are available. Just look for Christian Worldview with Tony and Austin. No better plug than that, my friends. I like it. Not at all. Good deal. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. Just a reminder that as we did last week, make sure you tune in on Friday. We will have another edition of our Friday Family Matters podcast episode coming up this week. Dr. Beam, thank you again so much for joining us as always. My pleasure. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. We'll talk to you again later this week.